Well, welcome everyone and welcome Madhu. Uh, today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, for those of you who don't know her or already know her who are on the call or on Facebook right now, uh, today we're interviewing the number one individual agent for all of eXp Realty. Um, I'm incredibly grateful that she is able to pull out uh, 30 minutes of her day to Zoom with us and to, to uh, share with us her success. So without further ado, uh, Madhu Baker, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a humbling experience to be here. Oh, no way. We, we, it's, it's our pleasure. I'm actually really nervous, but, uh, you know, thank you for jumping on today. Um, you, you had been such a positive influence on myself. You know, when we met in person, uh, you're just so down to earth and you've just been such a positive influence on all of EXP Realty and everybody that you meet, you, whether it be, I, I, I'm, I don't know your clients, but um, whether it be agents that we meet, um, they all love you. And, you know, just by posting the, the, the little introduction yesterday, um, it has just blown up, right? So I can only see the influence that you have on people. But um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How, how did you get started in real estate and, and what drives you today? Wow. So how I got started in real estate in 2009 my husband said to me, you need to get into the real estate. And I had given up a business plus a job to foster kids for 10 years. Wow. So a little backdrop story. I came to Canada to get the custody of my son because he was kidnapped by his father. And so I came to Canada to get the custody, ended up in the women's shelter. I was homeless for, for a little bit. I had no money, no passport nothing, or my son, people that said they would help me, my son's grandparents stopped. They wanted to help their son. I, I understood that, but it was still not easy, not knowing in a foreign country. So a lot of people showed up in Canada to help me, just people that I met on the street. When I was homeless, for like days later, a lady found me sitting at the bench and took me to a shelter because I didn't know there were women's shelter. Luckily, it happened to be in June. It had it been in the wintertime, I don't know if I would have made it through. I'm a mom, so I would have made it through, I know, somehow. <laughs> Moms <laughs> so, are strong. Uh, exactly. So I was on welfare, and I kept fighting them to get me a um, work permit. They're like, you, you're a refugee status, women under risk. We can't give you a work permit. And I thought, I, I refuse welfare. They, they forced it upon me. They said, well, you can't live with no money. But I'm like, I haven't contributed to this country. So I really don't feel comfortable. Just give me a job. Mm. I know how to do a lot of things. And if I don't, I'll learn it. But they said, no, you have to take it. So I paid it back when I got a job. The day I got my work permit, I had two jobs lined up. Oh, I was man. so excited. And I was making six fifty an hour. Wow. And I thought I had won a jackpot because in India, I made about 10 cents an hour. Oh. And I worked 14 hours a day. And before that, I would make items and sell them door to door. So I wasn't subjected to uh, sexual harassment by men that I worked for. So for me, that was like the best thing anybody could offer me that work permit was like a dream lottery ticket. So it was a pretty incredible moment. And when I went back to pay to the 
welfare office and this lady goes, I can't believe this. Nobody ever comes back to pay. You're crazy. Keep it. We can't accept it back. Just pass it on. And I was crying because I thought, how is it possible that these strange people in this country are loving me and taking care of me? I would just, I would just blown away, seriously. So that's where my journey started. Then I got work working in the diamond industry, selling jewelry. Then I started fostering kids, high need kids. I had ended up leaving my job because I couldn't take care of four high need kids, including my son, that's, that suffer from severe anxiety, mm. ADD, ADHD, and I did a lot of courses to understand them. So I ended up working full-time fostering, gave up my job, and they, had up, they say, you know what, don't give up, you're so good. You understand Gemstone, we'll give you 100,000 US dollars, take you to Texas, we'll pay all of your expenses. We need someone like you. Because I had a degree in gemology. And I said, I can't do that. I can't give up on these kids. They, like I made a commitment to them. Yeah. So that's where my journey began as a single parent. Then I met my husband. Mm. And so we had eight kids living with us, actually eight plus one, nine. Nine kids? Nine kids. I know. <laughs> so I ended up giving up my job. Oh my goodness. And I really dedicated my time to those kids. I wanted to make sure my kids grew up, my son, my stepchildren, my foster kids grew up knowing that they're loved. So it was transfer of love and emotions that when you are so poor, that's one thing you have. All of us have that. Regardless of the money, regardless of the language, regardless of the race, religion, culture, one thing we all have is the soul that we carry, that we can share with anybody we meet. And that's the foundation, you you know, you build those foundations. So, (laughs) thank you, Jen. But really, I I didn't see myself as poor because I was making 10 cents an hour. I was taking care of my siblings and my parents. And then my sister had died of suicide. So a lot of those things are very close to my heart. Right? What like, a tough beginning you had. I mean, uh, th- I didn't feel that though. I right. Just, I just felt that I was called to do that job, do it well. Absolutely. My father was instrumental in helping me understand some of those sayings. You know, you remember even in the tough days, good days, he used to say, if you can't help somebody, don't make things worse for them. <laughs> And it's such a simple thing. And he used to say, you know what? If you're gonna hide one thing, you're gonna have to lie hundred times to hide that one thing. Mm. So when you make a mistake, it's so much simpler to just show up and say, I'm sorry, I, it happened and this is what I'm doing to fix it. That's amazing, amazing. Right? So those are the simple fundamentals that get you through always and I've had people that showed up that really just took care of me when I was in the hardest time. And they were not my immediate family. My immediate family didn't know that I was going through that. My goodness. Were they all back in India? Huh? Were they all back in India still? They were all back in India, yes. And my sister, she just, uh, she just on the call. I'm so proud of her. And again, just to, you know, 
So that's, that's, the, that's the story, that's the backdrop on, on who we become, right? It's not what we do, it's who we become to achieve mm -hmm. what we want. That's what I'm waiting for. Not what, ha not what happened to me, because right. there was a lot of pain, there was a lot of misery. I've been raped, I've been hurt, I've been, you know, I've been homeless by people that I trusted so much, but it's who we become. That's what I'm grateful for. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing that. It, guys, it's, it's about, you know, who we're being and who we be become less than what we do every single day. And uh, I could just see from your journey. Um, now I kind of understand why you the way you are and just an awesome, awesome human being. And just what I'm learning from that is like, guys, all of our problems 99.99999% of our problems are first world problems. Unless you've gone through something like what Madhu has gone through, you don't have problems. And I bet you anything right now, everything that happens in Madhu's life, she sees it as a blessing. And she's grateful for who she's being and who has, she has become. Amazing. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, I'm sure a lot of us on the call have just, uh, just been touched. So touched. So thank, thank you for that. You. So you, you started in 2009, real estate. Let's get back to that. I, I started actual selling real estate end of 2009. And then my mother-in-law was sick. So I spent some time with her. Mm. And then really 2010 is that's when I decided I need to focus on that. Remember, 2008, we moved to a farm in Wyoming, mm -hmm. maybe a few hundred people. I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anybody. And I was raising goats and training dogs. Well, while selling real estate? While selling real estate. In Wyoming? In Wyoming, Canada. Yeah, Plumpton, Wyoming. It's just a oh, okay. Now. Okay. I didn't know there was a Wyoming in Canada. <laughs> yes. So I got my first listing and people would drive by and say, hey, we saw this girl that looked just like you in a coverall. And she looked like she was kind of like shoveling shit. That can't <laughs> be you. Look at you. <laughs> Driving a tractor. And I'm like, yeah, that just was me. Wow. What and I think the message to that is I didn't know. Money was never an money was never a driving factor for me. Money was never a driving factor. So what, what drives you in real estate? What drove you in the beginning? People. 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 People and serving people. Mm. I can tell you when I first called a realtor in London, I was working at People's Jewelers <clears throat> and a friend of mine said, oh, my brother is a realtor. He should, you should connect with him. And he said to me, um, what do you want? I said, I'd like a home, at least four or five bedrooms, a room to I, I could put either a tennis court or basketball court or something for the kids to play. And he looked at me, he goes, I'll be wasting my time with you. You'll never be able to afford that. That's literally what he said. Not in this lifetime. You'll never be able to afford it. I'll be wasting my time. Ouch. I felt this little. Honestly, and I went back to being in India where it didn't matter how hard you worked. People expected certain favors from you just to pay you back what you've earned. 
So I felt this little, I went home and I literally bawled my eyes out. Mm. And then I thought, you know what? Break that. I can't swear here, right? Okay. You already did, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, fuck off. Who are you to tell me what I can or can't afford? Right. All I wanted was a home for my kids. Wow. Honestly, that's, that's, that's all I wanted. And I, I was willing to work so hard. So I decided that day, no matter what industry I was in, I will never judge a person. Mm. If I don't feel they can afford it, I will find a way to help them get there. Amazing. I will explain to them what is required to afford something like that. And I will say, you know what? Looks like you can't afford it yet. Mm, that's great. You can't afford it yet. 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 Right? That's so that's where... And I had no idea I'd ever be a realtor. I didn't know a thing about that. I never even owned a home. Like my parents sold our home to pay for my sister's wedding, who is here watching from India right now. Oh. Only like midnight or two in the morning there and she's here on the call. Oh, thank you for being here. Right, so, so that's where every time somebody made me feel that small, I had to go back to that inner strength. It is not for other people to decide what I can afford, what I can't afford. Amazing. They may tell me their opinion. It's just their opinion. I got to work harder. Right? And then when my husband said to me, you are so good. You're always giving advice to all of our friends how to sell their homes. You should get your real estate license. You are a natural salesperson. I don't take that as a compliment because I think that's one of the highest uh, compliment a salesperson can get because that's a God's gift. We mm -hmm. get to pair the right people to the right product. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. So that's how I started getting my real estate license. And I thought I hadn't even, I hadn't even finished high school. I'm going to fail. Right. Seriously. And then I, I, I studied and I studied and I drove to Kitchener every day from here, so like almost two and a half hours every day. My drove goodness. there and drove back. Drove there and drove back because I wanted to get that done. And when I got my first listing, this is what I'm going to tell everybody. Don't worry about how you get 20, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 listings. Don't worry about that. Mm. Just go for that one. It's a foundation. It's a one thing I do every day to improve my like. I'm always pushing my own limits. Nobody has to tell me. Every day, it doesn't matter how shitty I feel, how good I feel. I'm always doing one thing that is going to add value to either my life or somebody else's life. Wow. We, 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 you feel good. It, we, we say this a lot in the morning uh, when we do our affirmations during the 5 a.m. club. Who can I serve today? And I think, Madhu, um, that's all you think about. What value can I add today? To whom can I add value to? And who can I help today? That's all you're thinking about. It's not about the money. No. I mean, mind you, incredible that you could actually earn over a million dollars in Sarnia, Ontario, guys. Unreal. If somebody had told me 10 years ago, I would have said they are either on drugs or they don't know something. Honestly, I had not. I thought if I made $100,000, mm. 
that would be like, I've made it. When I say I've made it, I have made it. I could die because that was like an achievement. I know it may sound so small to some of you, but remember, it's coming from somebody who made less than $100 a month. I made 1,000 rupees a month, and there is 3,400 rupees. No, actually, there's 6,400 rupees in $100. Wow. That's incredible. And that was before I came to Canada. Uh, (laughs) I'm just speechless at how... I mean, did you always believe you could um, do what you do today? Or was it a progression? Like, okay, I'm going to go and make 100. I'm going to go and make 200. And all of a sudden, you know, you made a million bucks. Did you I always know? You didn't I didn't know. even know I had made a million. Because I had not, I had written down at Business Mastery three years ago. And if my friend Austin is watching, he'll know. I had written down a number, like I'll make 600,000. I don't know why, because I wanted to double my income. But I had written down, I am going to make the experience of my clients very enjoyable. They already use me anyways. They already trust me anyways. Mm. How can I now add that fun factor? How can I add extra value? And extra value doesn't always come with money. Wow. value comes with you showing up for them, whether, whether they're buying or not. You still show up because our characters are not judged by what other people do. Our characters are only judged by what we do. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what anybody else does. I can control what I do. And sometimes, trust me, Adding value to their life was saying, no, I can't help you. And this is uh, the wrong person for you. Right. We don't share the same value. I would only be doing it for money. Mm. Please allow me to introduce you to someone. Remember, it's not for me to judge why they're doing that. Right. Before I was judging. So when I made a conscious decision to add value, I always added value, I thought, but it was more about me. Right. I wanted to feel good. It was all about me. And when I put them first, magic happened. And I honestly believe that, you know, the grace of God, the higher power has been working in conjunction with everything else out there just to show me you've already made it. You don't need to look at the money portion. Wow. I think you were there at EXPCon when they called my name. I was not prepared. I would have dressed up if I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I was like, what? Number one. You're number <laughs> one. Possible. And I actually messaged uh, Dab. I said, I think they might have made a mistake. Can you check? And she messaged me. She's like, no. We checked everything. You did. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I was like, wow. So my thermostat was not interfering with my work. Remember, every time I set a thermostat, I got to that and beyond that, I struggled. Didn't matter how hard I worked. I went from 100 to 150 to 200. I'm thinking, oh my God, I made 200. I let me set a goal for 250. I would do it and then year after, it will go back to 200. 
I'm like, how is it possible? Why? And when I did the business mastery with Tony Robbins and a lot of personal work, I understood my thermostat, my internal dialogue was, are you crazy? $250,000? Like, you don't deserve that. That's like, how is it possible? So I had to come up with my why. Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to continue making money? And right now I'm working on a foundation. I've met three beautiful people. One of them actually, I met her when I was homeless. She wow. was a social worker and now she's a realtor. She's <laughs> like, I've helped so many aid, so many people start foundations, I can help you. So my why always ties to people and relationships. Money is the byproduct of what we do, not who we are. I stop asking people, what do you do? Mm. I ask them, who are you? Who are you? Got it. What are you about? What are you about? What, 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 what lights you up? What drives you? And honestly, I didn't learn that from myself. I learned that from Luke Rand. He's one of my mentors. Wow. And I've been practicing that for myself. I, I ask myself, who am I? Why didn't I die when I was raped? Why didn't I die when so many horrendous things happened to me? Why didn't I die all this time? It wasn't my time and I have a bigger purpose. We all do, right? And because of the momentum day by day, today I can dream bigger. I've mm -hmm. learned if I don't think about money, my thermostat doesn't, doesn't interfere. It's got unlimited potential. Unlimited when I start potential. thinking think about, about money, we stop doing activities that we normally do that bring money once we reach that goal. Mm. That's incredible. That really is incredible. I mean, so you're really not focused on the money right now to make a million dollars. Guys, she was not making, she was not focused on making a million dollars. She was focused on people's why and how can I contribute to their why? And what's my why? Because when you focus on contributing to others, it's about how many people I can help. It's unlimited potential versus a finite number of 100,000, 200,000, 250,000 million dollars. It doesn't even matter because it's about helping others. Honestly, when I got the message from uh, our head office, hey, you're going to be at, you know, you're already at Icon. Like in my goal is to become icon status in like six months, four months. Sometimes I do it in four months, sometimes it's six months. Beyond that, I want to now focus on helping other people. Mm. Because I believe if all of us collectively can raise our potential, I know I can call upon all of you. Would you give me $2 for my foundation? And you'll go, yes. Seriously, if 30,000 people gave me $2 for a foundation, that's like $62,000, $64,000. That's crazy, right? What, what is, okay, just while we're at it, what is your foundation so we could contribute? So the foundation is helping create house, not a housing, but a space for mental health and youth. So youth that are going through extreme challenges, like immediate challenges, where they can go and find compassionate care. 
So they're not bunched up with criminals in the jail and or they're not treated because I've, I've got a child with uh, mental health and I've got a lot of foster kids that have suffered from that. I have family members and friends that have those challenges and they are treated with such judgment and harshness, not even, not even trying. These people are already suffering trauma when they're going through that crisis. Mm. They don't need to be traumatized for the second time by us per se, because I say us because I'm, you know, if I'm not doing anything about it, I'm part of that. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for that cause. And it's a, such an amazing cause. So I'll trouble you to uh, put it in the comment section later on so we can contribute to it, a link where we can find out more information. And wow, I, I'm just speechless. What a story. And you know what? Uh, I feel like uh, everybody on the call, we should, we should all think, you know what? We've already made it, guys. The goals, the numbers, they're just numbers. The deals, number of deals, they're just deals. Like what are we out here to do is contribute to others. As, as realtors, we contribute to our clients. And guys, if we are not under a tarp today, if we're not homeless right now, we've already made it. You got to understand that we've already made it and everything else is just icing on the cake. If you think about that, every day will be a lot better. And if you haven't gone through what Madhu's gone through, you don't have problems, guys. <laughs> you have no problems. Okay. So the remaining time I want, want so some, some actionable items, if I could ask you for the, for the crowd here to finish 2020 strong as real estate agents, what would you have for us? What would I have for us every single day? If one thing I do is change my state consistently. So let me show you. And by the way, you know, after the agent that told me that I could never afford it. So this is my home. You probably can't see it properly. We live on a lakefront home. Oh my gosh. And we own multiple millions of dollar properties. Wow. Yes. And we contribute with heart, right? We lead with heart. So. That is my uh, like rebounder. Every single time when I'm feeling that energy that I'm not sure what to do, I'd go on that for like even two minutes. <laughs> and I'm affirming to yeah. myself exactly yeah. what I am going to do. What am I going to do today? And when I'm going on listing appointments, I have this thing playing in my car or I would be saying out loud, I am the best agent for these people. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to take care of their interests. I will benefit them with everything I have. I'm an expert. So it's the internal dialogue that changes when we do that. Mm. Right? That's something I do every day, whether I'm going to go meet with the buyer, meet with the seller, period. Mm. And please... <laughs> I, I do not coach, um, but yeah, I've been asked that before someday. Um, maybe I'll venture into that. But for the moment, I am learning. I'm learning from all of you. So second thing I would say consistently 
if you can find a routine for meditation, mm. even it. if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, where you're being with you, with your thoughts, have some thinking time for yourself. It's so important. Right? Because those internal dialogues are what stops us from making big decisions, not external dialogues. So people don't have that power. Right. So quiet your mind in the very beginning of the day and change your state. What Tony Robbins always likes to talk about is peak state, guys. How do you start your day? Posture, posture, right? And that's why we do affirmations. We want to get our vibration up. We want to change our state to the peak state possible and quiet your mind because you know what a lot of internal dialogue all those thoughts all those negative thoughts you can clear them by just being being by yourself being with yourself amazing amazing advice honestly and take care of you because we can only give what we have if we don't have emotional well-being we can't emotionally coach our clients who are going to be emotional it's a personal decision Right? If we're not physically healthy, we can't put in those hours that are required because there's no substitute for hard work. No, no. Right? John, I see the work you do. Like Aaron Salsa is here, Barbara, like all of you, I see the work all of you do. And I see the hustle. Right? So there's no substitute for hard work, but work smart. All of you that are on this call, if nothing else, make sure you have the apps on your phone. Listen, eight years ago, I used to carry like a fax machine in my vehicle because I did rural. I drove an hour and a half to show houses. Fax machine. <laughs> Honestly. That's I've awesome. had cam scanner app on my phone for last 10 years. Wow. Because I can scan a document from anywhere, sign it, email it, I can be, I've done offers from Holland, like in the middle of Amsterdam, on top of the mountain in Hawaii, because I always have things available to me, no matter what, where I am, as long as there is internet and my phone is alive, I can work. That, uh, I'm clear, I'm clear this is how Madhu got to a million dollars and number one at EXP as a single agent by working smarter and contributing to others and really coming from your heart, coming from your why and being of service, guys. I, 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 go, I, I hope everybody has learned something today. I am deeply, deeply touched. I think this call can go on for two hours and we, we have, our time is up. So how can we reach out to you? How can we follow you on social media? Where do we find you? Honestly, Maju Baker. I'm the only probably Maju Baker that I know of. You are a one and only, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, reach out to me collectively and not just adding value to our clients. And one thing, doesn't matter what happens, do not allow that to stop you from moving forward. I've had people, I've done like 10 CMAs and they will go and sell it privately to somebody else to their friend. I know they're going to do that, but I still show up. You know why? Because it adds to my skill set, not theirs. I know they're going to do that, but I show up anyways because that adds to my skill set. Incredible. Incredible. Get up and go running with 
faster. Like every time I'm down, I think, fuck. Okay, take a breath and go, go, go with twice the intensity. Go, 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 guys. I'm uh... momentum. Don't let it drop. Keep the momentum. Slow down, but don't stop. Because once you stop the momentum, it's so difficult to get going. But you know, when we're bicycling, we can pause and then paddle harder. But yeah. once you stop, you have to start that cycle again. Mm. I've made that mistake. I've been shut down because some, what somebody said, somebody did. They don't have the power over me. They don't, nobody has the power over us. It's we that choose how we react. So don't let the momentum drop right now with COVID. I know it's hard, but we still have momentum. Buyers are buying, sellers are selling. We are the experts, right? We show up as advisors. Absolutely. People trust us. So keep the momentum, have a powerful day, have an incredible life. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much. We love you so much, Madhu. You have been such a great contribution to us, to eXp Realty. We're just so grateful to have you. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. Everybody reach out to her and follow her on social media and, and show us your cause and we'll, we'll contribute to it. Thank you for today. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye for now.